welcome to the New Christian Life Church's live stream, where the pastors are Pastors Richard and Emma Butler, and we are so glad that you are joining us today. No matter what it may look like, we believe and know that God is in control. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46 and 1. And with the help of modern technology, we can gather virtually to praise, worship, and minister God's Word. If this is your first time tuning in, we would like to give you a special welcome. You could have picked any church's live stream, but you chose ours, and we thank you for that. Our mission is to go to the highways and hedges to share God's Word throughout the world, whether it be in person, at our church, or virtually on your phone, tablet, computer, or smart TV. Make sure to like and follow us on social media at Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram. And share this with your family and friends. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I welcome you to our Sunday morning service at New Christian Life Church, where our pastors are Richard and Emma Butler. God bless you, and I pray that God has continued to keep you in all that the world is going through now. Our faith, people of God, our faith is what keeps us steady in the things of God and having confidence in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, as we know, it's the first Sunday of the month. And that it is the, we like to acknowledge our birthday people. If your birthday is in the month of May, give yourself a shout, hallelujah. And we thank God that you made it uh, another year through all that's going on. Uh, got some great word for you today, and I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping into it myself and just to see what, uh, what God and what the Holy Spirit is going to do with the word today. So, once again, I thank you for joining in, and I pray that your ears are open to receive the Word of God. So let us pray. So, Father, we thank you and bless you today, giving your name, honor, and praise. Thank you, God, for keeping us and preserving us, Lord God, because you are a faithful, true, and just God. I thank you, Lord God, for your people that are being steadfast in the Word of God and clinging to every word that you have spoken to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, Lord God, for our pastors, our leaders, how you continue to hold them up and bless them. May you continue to uh, infuse into them your knowledge, your wisdom, and your understanding. Thank you for your anointing today. Thank you for the anointing that destroys the yoke and removes the burden. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your indwelling, your guidance, your comfort, and your instruction today as you teach us the word of God. I bless you and praise you in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. That thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. And I, I just say hallelujah to you right now. We should be giving God praise. 
we should be giving God honor because he's a trustworthy God. And I just continue to say that about him because I've seen him move in my life. I've seen him move in the life of my wife. I've seen him move in the life of friends and family. And that God is keeping us through all this stuff. So just remain faithful. And today we're just going to be talking about how good, how confident God is, and that his word can be trusted, you know, and that's, that's, that's my thing about God, just knowing that his word can be trusted and just indulging ourselves in the things of God, into his word and into the person of who God is and, and his son, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, I want you to know that what God has declared, God will fulfill and, and, and what God has spoken, God will make known. That's, that's the kind of God that we serve, and that's, and that's who he is. So if you have your Bibles, I want to ask you to turn to the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19. And we know this verse, and, and, it's a, and to, know, to know the word is good, to do the word is better. We don't see the blessing, we don't see the manifestation of God's word until the word is done, until it's done by faith. So it's good to know the word, but it's better to, to do the word. Hallelujah. And we and we know this verse that where it talks about that God is not a man. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Numbers 23, verse 19. And it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. And listen to this part of the verse. He has said, and will he not do it? He has said, I'm going to say it again. He has said, and 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 will he not do it? do it. That's, we're talking about God, the creator of everything is. Uh, and all he, or has he spoken and will he not make it good? This, we're talking about God. We're talking about the one who has saved us. Listen to it now. And, and I'm going to read that again. God is not a man that he should lie. In other words, God can be trusted. God is faithful. God is dependable. We have friends. We have good friends. I have good friends. I have, I have good close family members. But you know what? They can't be trusted all the time. And not that they don't want to be trusted, but there is an unreliability that's in mankind. But in God, there's no unreliability. God can be trusted. So when God says something, or when God speaks something, here it is. You don't have to worry about it because God is not a man that he should lie. And he backs it up, and not that he's a not that he's a son of man, nor that he's a son of man that he should repent. Listen to this: God's words are faithful and reliable. God's words, His very word, is they're faithful and reliable. And when He says that He should not repent, what that means is that God doesn't have to turn away from. From God doesn't have to turn from wrongdoing or deceit. I had to read that a little slowly for myself. God does not have to turn away from wrongdoing or deceit. Because listen to this. There's nothing wrong can come out of God. Nothing wrong can come out of God. There's nothing God can do that's bad or harmful to you or anybody. It can't come out of him. So when it says that he's not a son of man and he should repent, there's nothing wrong that he can do. He don't have to turn away from bad because there's no bad in him. And he said, has he not said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? So when we hear that people of God, 
when God speaks a word and when God says a word, whether he says it directly to you, to your friends, to your neighbor, to anybody else, or just he speaks a word, we don't have to be overly concerned about how that word is going to turn out. Let me tell you why. Because God said it is going to make its way to be out to be good. He will make it good. Listen to this. The power of God, the great power of God, and that's why we don't have to worry about when we say the, the almighty God. When we say when we when we declare God as being the almighty because simply that's who he is. When we say this, we have to have the full understanding that God is almighty. There's nothing more powerful, no one, nothing more powerful than God. We don't call him the almighty simply just to say it. We call him the almighty because that's who he is. Now, so listen to this. The power of God is the proof of his capability to manifest his word. In other words, if God can't get it done, nobody can because his power is absolute. He has all power. God is like this booming force of power. His words are powerful. When he spoke, when he speaks, things happen. When he speaks, things has to move. They have to align themselves with his word because power and authority comes out of the mouth of God. So I'm going to read that again. And I, I want you to grab a hold of these things because when we say them, when we read them, it's, we should be drawing into a greater confidence of what God can do. So the power of God is the proof of his capability to manifest his word. And here it is. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. So uh, we do not have to worry about God removing himself from his responsibility of taking care of us. We don't have to be concerned about that because that's what he's going to do. So we don't have to worry about God removing himself from the responsibility to look out for the welfare of his people. God is not a man that he should lie. So when he speaks, when he speaks good things over you, that he created you for a good thing, for a wonderful work in this world, when he said he's going to cover you and protect you and heal you of all sickness and manners of disease and viruses, that God will keep you. He is a promise keeper. And, is, and, and, and we have to look at it like he can do it anyway because he is the almighty God. And he looks out for, I'll say that one again. He looks out for the welfare of his people. That's his responsibility to take care of you and I. And we have to make the, the, well, the, the effort really just to move ourselves and position ourselves under his protection. You know, it, it's a word that says, and you have to be, you know, when I say we don't have to worry about God uh, taking care of his responsibility, you know, it, it's a word in the Bible that talks about that. He says, I am the God who changes not. And, and when he when he says this thing that we don't have to worry about God being something other, what other people might say. When when people start to describe and say, they, you know, this thing about God, why does God allow this or why does God allow this? You know, you see these murders and you see all these bad things going in the world. That that's that and, and storms and all these kind of things that that destroying you know uh, countries and and places like that and floods and all this kind of stuff. That's not coming from God. 
God is the one that is protecting us. God is the one that is keeping us. And when he says, when he does not change, not he's not going to move away from who he is. So when, when you don't have to defend God, but it don't hurt just to say, you know, start telling folks about the God that you know. I do it all the time. I like that's when I hear stuff like that. And if I hear even a hint of the first thing that comes out somebody's mouth about, you know, why does God allow these things? I say, no, 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 no. God is not allowing these things. This is not God. And this is this is who God is. And I begin to to explain and just share, not preach to them, because you know, preacher people start running when they feel like you're preaching to them. So I just begin to share and explain who my God is and who God is, because this is how I know him. They just don't know him like I do. You need to get them to know him like you do. Hallelujah. We're going to move right along. Turn to the book of, um, a lot of Old Testament stuff for you today. Uh, the book of Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 3. See, it's taking me a while to look for it. I'm not in there all the time myself. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 20. I love this. You know, that's, I didn't say that was the title, but that's really what it's going to be. The title what God has declared. God will fulfill what God has spoken. God will make known. God will make it known. He will make his word known to us. So Lamentation chapter 3, we're going to read verses 20 through 26. It says, My soul still remembers and sinks within me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. There's his descriptive nature again. They, they are new every morning. Are you looking for your newness of God, newness of, of God's compassion every morning? Great is your faithfulness. They're talking about the Lord. The Lord is my portion. And I can't wait to explain it to you. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Listen to this. When God's reliability, which is his goodness, is remembered, this is what should happen. A sense of humility should grab hold of your soul. And that's what verse 20 is kind of pointing at. It says that my soul still remembers and sinks within me. And this word sinks means to be bowed down. So when I am bowed down, when I remember Basically, what God has brought me from. And this is what we have. This is our victory, saints. When I remember what God has brought me from, when I remember what God has brought me through, when I remember how God has kept me and how God is keeping me, and I remember how God has protected me and is still protecting me, I should humble myself before his mighty hand. And I look at what the Lord has done in my life, and you should be looking at what the Lord is doing in your life and has done in your life, and you yourself. So your soul should humble itself before God, your creator. Glory to God. So when God's reliability or his goodness, they go together. It is remembered a sense of humility should grab your soul. 
simply because we understand, and if anybody should know God, we should know God, because we understand that God didn't have to save us. Some folks think they deserve salvation. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. You didn't deserve salvation. You needed salvation just like I did because we understand that God didn't have to save me. God didn't have to come and take me from what I was doing, but he did. He did it anyway. The Bible declared, declared, it declares it very plainly and, and, and easily like while I was yet a sinner, while I was still disobedient, while I didn't have my eyes on God, Christ Jesus still died for me. And that's how he is. That's how he is. Glory to God. And, and, and so, you know, we didn't deserve salvation, but he did it anyway. And so, and so it said, this is what it said. That's what that means in verse 21. This I recall to my mind. When I recall these things, when I think about how good God was to me when, when I should have been dead or I should have been lost totally forever. Therefore, I have hope and you should have hope. God is not out of control. God is in control of this situation that's going on in this world right now. We just got to trust in him and rely on his word. Stay in that word and do not let and do not permit fear and doubt to get into your soul. Thank you, Lord. Now, this is what I mean by verse 24. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. <laughs> when I read that, I was getting ready to like kind of look it up and get some type of uh, uh, deep understanding or deep meaning of it. But as I read it, the Holy Spirit quickened in me real fast. And here it is, something that we can all relate to. When he says that the Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I hope in him, the portion is the good peace. The portion is the good piece. It is the, and it's something I can relate to very well. It is the best slice of the pie. You got to ask yourself, do, do you want anything? If you, if you get anything else and, and, and try to put your trust and confidence in, and, and you rely on it for, for your salvation, it's still not going to be as good as God. It said, and you have to declare that thing that the Lord is my portion. So when you see and and and, and uh, when you when you sense fear and doubt approaching you, you got to declare that thing. The Lord is my portion. He is the best peace. He is the best thing for my for my life. And because He offers the best, it's really quite simple. I should want it. Who wants anything worse than the best thing? Who wants anything than the best thing? You should always want the best thing. I know I might kind of mess that up with my words, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Who doesn't want the best thing? You, we shouldn't want anything less than God. He is offering himself to us. He said, the Lord is my portion, says my soul, and therefore I hope in him. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. And say, the Lord is good. I love this. Verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. When you wait in God, I heard it like this. When you wait for God, you are supposed to be waiting in God. I don't just wait for God. I wait in him. And I position myself the way I am constantly, constantly uh, pursuing God, looking for God, and seeking him, seeking his knowledge, seeking his understanding, and the most things, seeking his comfort. Because in this time and day, 
It's a lot of things beating on the heads and on the walls of our heart. On the, on, it's beating us. It's, it's beating on us, but it ain't. It can't get. We cannot allow it to get into us. And so when we see these things, that's the time when we have to say, I, 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 I'm trusting God to, 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 to look out for my soul, to protect me, and to watch over me while these things are trying to get to me and get next to me. And I should be thirsty for him. I should be seeking him. I should be seeking every ounce of what God has. And verse 26, it is good. It is good. I love that. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly. Now, the person that can wait quietly, here it is. It's not a secret. The one that can wait quietly for the Lord is the one that can wait without worrying, with no worrying because if you worry that's not quiet that's a lot of noise <laughs> okay so when you wait quietly for the lord you are sitting in the position of and i am not worried about what's going on around me and 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 and, and if you're doing that and we all should be doing that right now if you're doing that you are in a place where god has got his eye on you because faith is, is reaching out to him, is reaching out to the trust and faithfulness of God. It says it's good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. That's a good word right there. So if you're not waiting with hope and you're not waiting quietly, begin to do it. That's what you can do. God put that in us to do, that we can wait quietly and we can wait and hope and just be in a place of a, 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 a where, where good is eventually going to work itself out. If we be steadfast and be patient for the power of God to manifest itself and the trustworthiness of God. Let's turn on to the book of Psalm 125. Psalm 125, and we're going to start at the first verse. We can trust the Lord, people. We're going to talk about a little bit more trust. Psalm 125, verses 1 through, through 3. It said, those who trust in the Lord. First thing you can do with that is make yourself one of the those. That's all you got to do. Those who trust in the Lord are like. Mount Zion, the unmovable place, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. Not just this time, but forever. For the scepter, listen to this, of the wicked, for the scepter of wickedness, shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. That means that the way that the wicked are doing things or the way that the unbelievers are doing things, they shall not rest on the land that God has given us. They shall not rest in the place where God has positioned us. And I'm going to take that somewhere else for you a little bit later. But but I'm going to do it right now. And say, unless they, they can't do this because, because the... Every place that you set your feet, if you do it by faith and you do it in the power and the might of God, it belongs to you. The devil and his boys have to remove themselves. They have to take themselves 
from that area when you exercise the authority of the of your living God. Do you see that? For the scepter of the wick of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted, a land that's been given to you already, to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Hallelujah. Listen to this. To keep yourself in the protection of the Lord, your trust in the Lord must be established. That's what these verses are talking about. To keep yourself in the protection of the Lord, not that God removes his protection, but to keep yourself there. The protection and the covering of God is always there. It's by his grace. It's by his mercy. They're renewed every morning. So it's always there, but your trust in the Lord must be established. And what I mean by that, that when, when problems happen, when problems happen or they take place, you must look to the Lord for your security. You must look to God for your protection. You must not look Anywhere else. Do you want the good piece or you don't or you want the little small piece? You gotta ask yourself, do you want the best slice or do you want the slice that everybody done done, done jigged in? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, you gotta ask yourself, what do you want? God is offering himself, he is offering himself the portion that he is for you and I. So to keep yourself in the protection of the Lord, your trust in the Lord must be established. Listen to that verse three again. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. Listen to this. Now, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Let me tell you what that means. Now, to, to trust God is to trust his word and to believe him. But this last part of the verse means this. To reach out to iniquity is to grab hold to unbelief again. And so lest the righteous reach out their hand hands to iniquity. That's what's happening. You're reaching out to iniquity is to grab hold to unbelief again. And iniquity is destitute thinking. It's thinking that's not going to do you any good. It's the kind of thinking that puts no trust in God. It's thinking that moves you away from having faith in the word of God. Iniquity is destitute thinking people of God. So don't, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't do that. When, 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 when to, to stay above evil, we got to keep on believing and we got to keep on trusting. Here's some more verses. That's just going to, just they, they pump me up and I want them to be pumping you up too. Psalm 61. These are, these are protection verses. You know what I'm saying? These are verses that, that we can rely on. And, and 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 trust God because you know He says them in His Word because He said it is going to be done. Look at uh, Book of Psalm sixty one verses three and four. Psalm sixty one verse three and four. Listen to this. It says, "For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy." Listen to verse four. I will, and these things you must declare to yourself and over your families. And in the territory that you that God has placed you in, I will abide in your tabernacle, tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And these are things that we must do. We just can't, like we said earlier, it, it, you can't just be a reader of the word. You got to be a doer of the word. These are things I would trust in the shelter of your wings. I will, I will trust you, Lord. I will, I will position myself. What your word says about me. 
What your word says concerning me, I'm going to trust that word. Even though things will come to challenge and nullify the word that's in you, you have to position yourself and you have to know within yourself that I will trust this word. And when you say you trust this word of God, what you're doing is you are moving yourself under the shelter of God's almighty wings. It's covering in his protection. That's Psalm 61, verse 3 and 4. Listen to Psalm 91 that we, we should know very well. It's parts of it. Psalm 91, and we're going to skip down to verse 9. Psalm 91, verse 9 through 11. It says, because you have made the Lord. That's something that we have to do. That's something that we must do. We have to make the Lord. Who is my refuge? We make the Lord our refuge. Even the Most High, acknowledging again who he is, even the Most High, your dwelling place. And when we do this, verse 10 kicks in. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. No evil befalls me, and plagues do not come, or viruses do not come near my dwelling, because I have made the Lord, who is my refuge, who is my habitation, who is my place of security, even the Most High acknowledge that he is the Almighty God who can do all things. I have made him my dwelling place. When I do this, no evil shall befall me, nor any plague come near my dwelling. They should not even come near your dwelling. Listen to what I'm saying. It can't even come near you. It can't even come near you. You need to take that in. A lot of people have stuff that gets on them, but when you lock on to the word of God, it cannot even be allowed to come near you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Verse 11, this is God's security uh, 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 pact as well. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And, and some of us think that's some of our ways, but that's it, keep you in all your ways. So all my ways aren't good all the time, are they? they we know they're not. But even God in his mercy and his goodness and his grace, he says he shall give his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. Even when we're being hard-headed, they're going to keep us in all our ways until we get back to the path that God wants us on. And then they work with us. They work for us to do God's will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To truly listen to this, to truly recognize that God is there for me, I am to use my faith to move me to his place and then trust God to keep the harm and the dangers from, from me. Do we know that when we, when we rely and we trust in God, we trust in his word, that God protects us from seen and unseen dangers, people of God? We are protected when we're not even looking for danger. We're protected when we look for danger. We're protected 24-7 by the Father. He protects us from seeing and unseen danger. When I recognize that God is there for me, you got to trust that. You got to believe that. You got to recognize that God is there for you through all things. And when you don't know what to do, you sit yourself down and you inquire of the Holy Spirit and ask, what do I do now? And we don't move until he speaks. 
The problem with a lot of us is that we're moving before God has said something to us. We cannot move until God speaks. If we're having a little issue with having an understanding of the word, we sit there and we inquire of him and we move and we do what he tells us to do. And then things will begin to line themselves or they stay lined up. Do you hear what I'm saying? They stay lined up for your good and for your good purpose, for God's good purpose in your life. To God be the glory. That's a wonderful thing. Listen to this verse right here. Let's go on. We're going to keep on going. I'm just going to pump you up with his good word. Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we was at church in the building right now, we'd be getting up, running around, and, and taking off. I can see it already in the spirit. We'll just be we'll just be running pretty good. You know, some of us will be passing each other, but we'll still be running together. <laughs> we'll just help each other around the church. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18 and 10. Listen to this. It says, now this is this is important. This is very this is very this is very vital and very strong. This is a very strong statement. And that's why we need to know the name. We need to understand the power of the name. We shouldn't just be saying Jesus just because it's a, a common ordinary thing. You know, I've seen phrases attached to the name of Jesus and some of them have made me upset because people sell these things. You know, one of the worst ones that I, that I thought was, 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 was crazy. Jesus is my homeboy. I couldn't stand that. And, and then it was one uh, it was saying about how Jesus is my co-pilot. Like, no, I don't want him to be my co-pilot. I want him to fly the whole plane. I just want to go back there and sit in first class, let him fly the plane. And these are little crazy statements. But listen to this, verse eight, verse 10. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And that is the only way that we should want to identify the name of Jesus. That the name of the Lord is a strong tower. We recognize his strength. We recognize his ability. And when we do that, this is what we do. It should become a natural thing. The righteous run to it and are safe. Hallelujah. And this word safe has a has a sub meaning to it. It means to be set on high, that you are secure. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower, tower and the righteous run to it and they are safe. And like I said, this means that you when you are safe, you are lifted up. You and, and when you are lifted up safe, it's being set above. Think about this thing. When you are set above, when you're when when you are set above your problems, your problems are beneath you. Okay? And then you can deal with them by wisdom. And when you are set above your problems, you can look at how and you may, first of all, you may to hear God clearly on how to deal with things, okay? And then the, the, the best part about this, the second part of this, is that when you are above your problem, uh, you're not afraid of what is beneath you. Think about that thing. If I'm above it, how can I be afraid of it? How can I say that something that's beneath me is going to harm me? Because when I'm above it, I'm, I'm not just, I'm getting wisdom. I'm getting understanding on how to deal with it as a righteous person of God. I'm doing it God's way, and we should be doing it God's way. Because when we do it God's way, there's 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 it's gonna come out for our good. It's gonna be really, really good. And we can trust God that He's gonna see His word through. 
last two verses and we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I just want the people of God to be encouraged and not be weary in your well-doing and be strengthened and be and just hang in there. It, it, it's it's going to be all, it's all right now. It's, we got to look at it like this. It's all right now and not be moved by what's going on. We're going back to Psalms again. Um, the 32nd chapter of Psalm and verse 7. Let's see what it has to say. It says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. This is, this is, this is us identifying God as a place of security and identifying his word as a, a place of, uh, of keeping us and preserving us. It says, we, you are my hiding place. God shall hide us <laughs> and he shall preserve us from trouble and he shall surround us with songs of deliverance. That's something now you can be sitting there in the presence of God and sitting with God and, 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 and to keep us isolated and protected from outside troubles and influence and, and worries and concern that he probably get his angels get right there and start singing to us. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. In the book of James, in the book of James chapter 1, let's get there real quick. James chapter 1, verse 12. Hallelujah. Love you, Jesus. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. To love God is to trust God. To love God is to depend on God. To love God is to know God and that God is able and that God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. So let's hang on to that and let's cling to that and let's fight this good fight of faith together because God will get the glory and he will bless those. He will continue to bless those who stay in there with him. To God be the glory forever. And let's, God bless you and may God keep you. Hallelujah. Union part of the service. I hope the word was enjoyed and received today. What, 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 and it was what God has declared, uh, God will fulfill. So we're going to go ahead and proceed into uh, communion. We're going to read our general, general confession. And just be mindful that when we take communion, remember we are remembering the covenant that the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. And, and through communion, uh, we have to understand that by the by what Jesus experienced and what he allowed himself to go through, this is this is a covenant set before God and that he's he's bound to us to protect us and to keep us. Um there's something that I missed saying during the message, I want to read it right now, it's very important. Um because God has invested in us, God is committed to us. Let's remember that. Because God has invested in us, God is committed to us. So we're going to read a general confession and we're going to proceed with our communion part of the service. So Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, make of all things, judge of all men. We acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness which we from time to time 
most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. So have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in the newness of life. To the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we're going to take our wafer and present it to the Father, say, this represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for you and I. And as I eat this, I eat it in remembrance of him until his return again. Hallelujah. Let us eat. And let us take our drink and present it to the Father. This represents the blood of the new covenant that was shed for the remission of sins. As I drink it, I drink it in remembrance of him until his return again. Let us drink. So we thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus. Be blessed, highly favored of the Lord Almighty God. Go in peace. Mm -hmm.